Hello, everybody. We are excited to announce our partnership with Homefield Apparel through the Dave Campbell's Republic of Football Podcast Network. Homefield has launched their North Texas Apparel line as they continue to expand their growing collection uh, that is now over 150 teams across the country. Obviously, this is a huge deal for us as we are incredibly excited to give y'all a discount code for y'all's orders as y'all go in there and see what they got and obviously uh, buy things just based off Twitter. Y'all will be doing plenty of that. The discount code is MGREEN, which gives first-time customers 15% off and for returning customers 10% off. Again, the discount code is MGREEN for those watching. Let's put it up on the screen, Colin. Mm-hmm. Uh, that code works for any purchase of home field, even if it's not North Texas specific. Home field is obviously uh, one of the major apparel lines in the entire country. It's dedicated to diving into the archives and history of each school to discover unique designs that make them perfect for showing off your school pride as college football returns. Colin, what, what do you think of home field apparel? Yeah, I mean, I feel like as all North Texas fans, we've been waiting for a moment like this in a long time. Obviously, home field apparel seems to have the hookup for us. I mean, I'm really, really excited to get my hands on some of those designs that they got. As Bruni already said, they don't just have the generic, you know, North Texas. It's It dives into what makes a school special, which I think I'm the most excited for. So you'll be seeing some of that on the podcast if y'all, y'all are watching. You'll be seeing yeah. us wearing some of that stuff. Definitely. If you're interested, visit the Homefield website at homefieldapparel.com. It's super easy, and you can access their wide-ranging selection of, of teams. Shop at Homefield and use our discount code MGREEN at checkout to get your discount. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Colin Mitchell. Colin, today we are joined by Jackson Moore, who covers Cal and a lot of other West Coast football programs for 24-7 Sports. Jackson, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you guys? I'm doing great. Uh, Colin has some poison ivy on his leg. My leg, yeah. Never had in my life, and now I can't stop itching my leg. So if you ever see him, just reach down and just start itching or something. No, I can't. I did that last night, and I'm blistered up. Oh, Lord. Tough. Tough tough out in these streets. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll try not to cut the call in too much here. Um, but North Texas hosts Cal to start the season. Um, I believe right now Cal is about seven and a half point favorite. Um, this is a really interesting game because I remember talking to Ren Baker, who was formerly the North Texas AD. And I think the current North Texas AD has a similar sentiment. It's like, you know, we didn't schedule you know, LSU, Texas A&M, Texas. We didn't schedule these major, major programs here. We have Cal in a home and home and home. You know, 2019, Cal wins um, at home, 23-17. And now Cal comes to North Texas, and it's um, – you're an underdog, but it's not an wildly, like, you're, you know, no chance of winning it. Um, so we wanted to talk about Cal. We want to get to know Cal a bit. First, though, I want to talk about last year. Um, Cal ends the year 4-8 and eight overall, 2-7 and seven in the Pac-12. I believe that was year seven under Justin Wilcox. Um, just what were your main takeaways of last year and kind of how all that unfolded? Yeah, last year, um, the offense was really, I mean, the offense has been troubling for several years now under Coach Wilcox. Mm-hmm. Through, I mean, he's a defensive guy, so it, you know, a lot of the blame goes on the OC, and they fired Bill Musgrave with a few weeks to go still in the season. A couple of other of the offensive coaches uh, were showing the door as well. Um, so just kind of the big takeaway was that the, the three-year experiment of the Bill Musgrave pro style offense failed and it was time to start over. They brought in Jake Spavadol as the new OC and 
you know, it's going to be spread out, aired out, explosive as they can be. So, um, you know, they, the other aspect of this team that uh, kind of taken away from last year is that they, what I've been told, they tried to flip the roster. They've got 50 newcomers. So a lot of players were kind of pushed out or they left on their own accord on the portal and they brought in 20 plus D1 transfers in. Um, wow. They had a couple of players get picked off that they did not want to have transfer out. UCLA stole a couple of players from them, but um, otherwise they feel like it's been uh, fairly uh, a healthy transition, even with that many numbers. Um, defensively, it was just kind of meh. I mean, Justin Wilcox is known for his defenses. He's got Peter Sermon as his defensive coordinator. They've been together for quite some time, but um, the defense just hasn't been as good the last couple of years as it was early in the Wilcox era when they had Tim DeRuiter, uh, 2017 to 19, those defenses were yeah. a little bit of a different level. So um, they went into the offseason trying to kick the defense up a notch and just totally overhaul the offense because it just wasn't good enough last year. North Texas, obviously, going into the American, they're trying to you know prove something. Cal, it sounds like, with not moving to a new conference yet, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Um, but with the transition of all these players, is, is it are they also trying to prove something? I think so. Um, uh, there'll probably be more head-to-head uh, against these teams that are all leaving them in the conference yeah. I think, yeah. when they get to that. But, um, you know, I think there's just some pr- some proving to be done just within this program and the staff. They've been kind of close the last two years, they feel like, but just not good enough to hit 500 and be bowl eligible. And, you know, they want to just try to get over that hump. But I think emotions are going to be pretty high when they face – all uh, any of the Pac-12 schools except for the three that they're stuck with right now and when those games come around. Yeah. Uh, I, I did wonder about last year, just looking through the schedule, um, there was a lot of close losses. Um, five losses by seven or less, including Notre Dame, USC, UCLA. We, we you, you kind of you summarized the last season well in terms of what they couldn't do, but like there had to be something to keep them close in these games, right? Was there any what 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 led to that? Yeah, I mean, they were okay. Um, I, I feel like the Pac-12, the top half of the conference, really elevated itself to another sphere last season. I mean, the USC's taken yeah. off, Washington took off, Oregon and Oregon State were both terrific. Yeah. Um, Utah, of course, winning it all. It's a really good conference. Like it was one yeah. of the better Pac-12 years ever. Definitely. And and so this was a Cal team, I think, in most years and probably this year's team, too, would have been more middle of the pack, maybe a spot or two up in that upper half. But uh, just not I mean, they were able to play tough and play close with a lot of teams. But it feels like even the close games probably weren't as close as the score suggested uh, the year before that. Uh, they also had uh, I believe they went five and seven and. Mm-hmm. ton of games where it was like last play overtime you know the ones that just yeah. really got away from them in the last moments and you know, I thought this past year maybe they would get some of those wins but I think the competition just got a little more difficult and then they I weren't feel like that, yeah I feel like that's kind of what you get when you have defensive coaches maybe I don't I'm mm-hmm. just trying to think because over here at North Texas you know they had Seth Luttrell offensive coach and the losses were always like 30 points so it's, it's never <laughs> it was never quite that close so I feel like defensive <laughs> coaches can keep it close a little bit more but Colin would mm-hmm. yeah um you already kind of mentioned it you know there was a, there's been a at least from a defensive perspective not as good defense since 2019 that was the last time North Texas played Cal what else has changed since then in your eyes yeah, the, they've gone through two offensive changes since 2019. Um, they were kind of uh, 
spread multiple, I guess, back then. And then they went pro style the last several years. And now they're really spreading it out. And even from last year, there's not many pieces back from last year's offense. It's pretty much a whole new group of transfers they've brought in. Um, they've got a couple of pieces, but I mean, the offense is going to be just totally different uh, defensively. The scheme has kind of evolved. Um, they were three, four, pretty strict back in 2019. Now you're seeing a lot more of the four, two, five, almost of, of yeah. the defense. And, um, you know, they kind of had to go that way with the types of teams they play that are all spreading it out. And again, not a bad defense. I don't think there's a, as much star power as the 2019 team had. Um, you know, I don't look at one big weakness at all across the board, but maybe like one guy that's a for sure NFL type player. So it's a, a lot of um, kind of above average guys, but probably not a lot of top end guys like the 19, the 19 defense had like three or four NFL players in the yeah. starting lineup. So uh, we'll see if someone emerges, I guess this year. The, you mentioned Spavadol in as, as OC. Um, what other coaching changes were there? If you just could give us like a rundown of the, uh, if there were any other coaching changes of uh, position coaches, stuff like that. Yeah, they bring in Mike Blesh as the offensive line coach yeah. was a big one. Um, I know he's got coordinator experience, and so he's, I think, got more on his plate than a normal O-line coach does. Uh, he's the run game coordinator, and they've been entrusting him with a lot of stuff. Hmm. And uh, they brought in um, Tim Plough, or Plough uh, from Boise State. Uh, he's the tight ends coach. He was the offensive coordinator at Boise State. So um, they did keep a couple offensive coaches, and the defensive staff is all back, so um okay not so a it's really just the offense they're, yeah they're all offense, in, yeah. brand new scheme uh the couple of returning coaches will try to implement what they did in a, in a new style now <clears throat> so you said there were a lot of transfers what specific or what players i guess should we be looking out for to, to make an impact on this game yeah quarterback is the biggest one there's three guys still competing for the job and two of them are transfers and the other is a redshirt freshman so none of them <laughs> have played a cow before uh, yeah. Yeah. Sam Jackson from TCU, who is just a crazy athlete, but it's been throwing a lot of picks in spring and fall and uh, not a very experienced quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see if he does get the job and uh, if he can dazzle or if he you know, has a turnover fest. Uh, they brought in Ben Finley from NC State. He's got a little more experience, a little more of a prototypical quarterback. And uh, Fernando Mendoza is the Richard freshman. Um, some transfers uh, otherwise. Um, they brought in Brian Hightower at receiver from uh, Miami slash Illinois. He's on stop number three. Uh, Taj Davis from Washington's a big one. Um, on the O-line, they were able to snag uh, Barrett Miller, an offensive lineman from Stanford, uh, from across the bay. So he's probably one that's going to start. Um, Noel Williams, a cornerback from UNLV, has been one of the stars of spring and fall. And... Um, uh, those are probably the – oh, Patrick McMorris at safety. He's from San Diego State. He was a, a star player for them. So uh, probably a solid five or six starters and a lot more that will be on the second team. Yeah. Uh, Asher Alberting coming over with mm -hmm. Mike Blesh from North Texas over there. So see if he can maybe crack the 2-deep. He'll be back in back in Denton to see his, his old friends. <laughs> um Man, 50, so 50. <laughs> that's crazy to think about. Yeah. So that's, I mean, what, 25 or 30 freshmen and 20-something transfers? Yeah, it's um, roughly something like that. 25-plus transfers, and, you know, they really didn't have that huge of a freshman class. But then really? 
you mix in uh, some walk-ons and all the other last pieces. So, <laughs> I mean, probably a little I mean, bit 40 scholarships, 25 yeah. or 15 high school. I mean, you cover, like I said, I mean, for those who I, I didn't even preface it at the beginning, but, you know, Fresno State, Stanford, Hawaii, uh, who am I missing? Uh, San Jose State. San and, Jose and State. Like you cover all these schools. <laughs> um, and I mean, Stanford and Cal being the two P5 ones. Does it feel like Cal is kind of in that situation that all mid-majors or uh, G5 teams are in right now where it's like we're losing those talent we're losing those that much talent from the transfer portal so we have to go portal to like replace them to a degree does it feel like they're in the same playing field as like fresno state um somewhat i'd say you know we'll see if it lasts with the thing way that things are changing but mm -hmm. uh, they had a lot more backing i think to go get transfers and yeah um they did have some players i, I would say stolen <laughs> quote unquote um so there's a definitely a power five pecking order um as mentioned ucla came in and grabbed a couple of their stars and you know that stung quite a bit for a power five school that's not used to seeing stuff like that so um but they were able to go out in the transfer portal and get a lot of players um they got a lot of underclassmen too from the portal some guys that developed so it wasn't all just plug and plays but um it did, you know, seeing especially this particular cycle where NIL kicked up a bit, mm -hmm. uh, it feels like Cal had more resources than the Fresno States and the San Jose States to go get players. Okay, uh, I was, real quick, Colin, I was good. no, I was, I was just gonna say the, um, it does feel like with how Cal, um, you know, has operated in the Pac-12 in general has operated. It's like they're definitely above the Fresno States and and san jose states but it'll be interesting to see in the future how they kind of carry it out like you said with the nil with everything like how the money kind of flows through through cal uh moving forward but colin what were you gonna say um <clears throat> moving i guess toward the game more so from bruni and i's perspective we think that this is a game that is winnable from north texas perspective and we think that you know this would be the if they did win this game it'd be like a dream start you know to start the season in the new conference what's this game look like from the perspective of cal you know, it's it's kind of – I think most Cal fans, at least they're favored by a touchdown on the road. They mm -hmm. think they're going to win. But it's it's just hard to say until this offense comes together because it is an offense that is going to spread it out and take advantage of one-on-one -on -one matchups and try to make explosive plays. And if you're a Power 5 team with the legit talent against maybe some group of five schools – that's a score that could inflate and you know be more lopsided than the, probably the actual talent gap is between the two schools. So, you know, if they can figure it out offensively and, you know, if I, I'm not well versed on North Texas's secondary, maybe they're every bit as good as Cal's receivers. If there's a deficiency there though, that mm -hmm. they're going to do everything they can to try to take advantage of that. Um, I, I do struggle to expect to see this Cal offense click for four quarters, especially not even knowing who the quarterback is going to be. So um, I think defensively they figure Cal's going to hold their own there, but it's going to be a matter of, is this offense going to go off or is it going to struggle? And yeah, it could really go from either end of the spectrum. If you had to on paper, you know, without even, I guess, thinking about schematics too much, if you had to pick a strength, as far as position units for this offense, what would it be? Would it be those receivers or, or what are you looking at? 
I think you got to put Jaden Ott, the running back, first and foremost. Uh, he had a big year last year as a true freshman. Um, had a like a 250 plus yard game against Arizona, and uh, didn't do that every week, but um, mm -hmm. had was pretty solid all year long. So I think he is probably going to end up being the focal point, even though you know through spring and fall he hasn't been the focus because there's been so much else to work on. So um, I, it may be how they play off of him though, because if Sam Jackson is the quarterback and they run a bunch of read option, I think that's going to be the strength. And then when defenses come up, they'll, they'll try to hit the receivers over the top. Gotcha. Is there any concern with the heat down in Texas? Um, yesterday it was 109 degrees in Dallas. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's today, I think it's a one Oh four right now. Um, do you think that plays a, uh, plays any type of, uh, effect? Yeah, definitely. In fact, um, Cal is tentatively planning this week to go out of town to practice somewhere else, to <laughs> find somewhere that's a little hotter. Um, yeah. I will say, cause I'm here in Fresno and it's also very often one Oh five plus and, mm -hmm. you know, I'll go to Berkeley and it'll be 80 degrees, but you know, Fresno is like that oven heat, but Berkeley is like, the sun is like you're under a magnifying glass. It's like, man, I almost would prefer that 105 back in Fresno. Than yeah. yeah. Way the Bay Area sun hits yeah. you sometimes. So uh, I don't think it'll be overwhelmingly bad, but I do think, you know, if there's some, any sort of humidity, that's something they're not going to be used to. And just dealing with that heat for four hours is, is not going to be fun. So we'll see if they get adjusted somewhere outside of Berkeley this week. Yeah. That's interesting. They're making the move. Uh, defensively, what, what do you think the, the strongest position unit or group is, uh, for this, for Cal? Um, I think if you're going just top talent, Jackson Sermon at inside linebacker is the biggest thing they've got going. They don't have a as good of a number two inside linebacker to go mm -hmm. to. You'll probably see a few different players play there. I think outside linebacker is probably the deepest group where, uh, they've got four really good upperclassmen that. Uh, there's not a big drop-off. You'll probably see all of them play. Um, so somewhere within that linebacker core, I, I would say the strength is for sure. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, don't else, I don't have anything else, Bernie. No, I, th I think that's all I had too. It's uh, There's a lot of unknown as far as uh, – the offense being unknown to a degree is, is interesting because – but I, I think it's probably – you're right. There's probably a risk they had to take because at this point it's just like yeah, they haven't done anything um more than a general sense is so wilcox is entering year eight correct um seven eight seven eight yeah like right. that. <laughs> a lot. is there is there pressure at this point for him, no, him? He, he just signed an extension oh no, he's and, chilling <laughs> yeah. yeah and um chilling. the money is could be gone in a hurry here with the conference situation i from even if they had all the money they needed to get rid of him so, so to say I think the whole thing here is they got a new OC, they're switching the offense, and it's kind of a two-year thing to see if yeah you can get it going and then build on it in year two. And if not, maybe they they throw everything in and start over with a new coach. Yeah. Well, Jackson, that's all we have for you. Um, thanks for joining us, man. This has been really good, really insightful for us. Um, obviously, North Texas guys learning about Cal. Um, we'll see what the weather's like whenever Cal gets down here. And, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. All right. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. For sure. All right, Colin. Um, go for a little bit here. I, I do want to talk about. I guess. I guess what stood out to you most about from what Jackson had to say. First, it was the fifty plus 
player tra- turnover, <laughs> which is a lot. Um, but I think the the biggest concern listening to it is it seems for in my mind less winnable knowing that it's a offense that it's not going to be the same as what north texas has been able to scout like they're not going to see what this offense is going to be and then two it's a spread offense with what seems like an athletic quarterback mm-hmm. and he mentioned read options and that kind of concerns me because that's something that north texas has been not great with yeah i mean that's if that depends on who got to get the starting quarterback job which they still don't know that's true. Like, but he's he's in, that that the I forgot. I think it was Sam, something the TCU quarterback. He was the only guy that he mentioned by name. So I was just like Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. Well, he said Ben Finley as well. Ben Finley from NC State is in the picture. Um, Jake Spavital um, does come from um, Texas State, so he was the head coach at Texas State. Now he's the OC at Cal, so he worked his way over there. And Texas State was, you know, I mean, so they at least have the tape of Texas State's yeah. offense yeah. last year. I, I don't know. I feel better after talking to him. Really? Like, I, I understand what you're saying in terms of their cow's offense is going to be very boomer bust. This is week one, like, week That's one true. on the road when your quarterback situation is obviously not ideal, like, at all. Probably, like, they might throw out, roll out a worse quarterback than Chandler Rogers or Stone Row at this point. Like, their quarterback situation is not ideal. You have 50 new players out of 80 on this team. Obviously, new OC, new offensive coaches, all this stuff. Like, Mike Blesch is is, is one of the OCs as well. Like, or at least it has has a hand in the play calling yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's not a lot that scared me here. And then when I, you know, you, you ask about the offensive defense, like, strengths and stuff, and it didn't sound like it was very much like, Oh, this guy you gotta watch out for. This guy you gotta yeah. you know, do this and that. It's like it feels very much like a rebuilding program, albeit it has the same head coach, but also a program that is just trying to tread water right now. Yeah. I guess I think of it from the perspective of the talent that Cal would get compared to North Texas. They you know, do so have more talent than North Texas. Right. So so it makes me think, oh yeah, any receiver like a, a okay receiver on Cal is like a good receiver in the American, I feel like. It's like, but again, they don't have like a gyre shorter. No, I and I understand, have, but then North Texas on the other side doesn't really have. You know, you have Ridge Tejada, and then what do you yeah, got? We see, we have, we have question marks at the yeah. rest of the secondary, kind of to a degree. So again, it's this game to me probably comes down to more of does Cal have its stuff together? Yeah, like does Cal's offense have its stuff together? And honestly, I'm perfectly fine betting that they don't. Because year after year, we see first-year head coaches, first-year programs, you know, first-year overhauls not be comfortable year one. Like, I I know. Same situation. North Texas is – are they in the same situation? North Texas did not have 50 new players on this Not 50 new players, but you just used a new coach. But are they in the same situation? The Cal, to me, feels like very much an overhaul. North Texas wasn't an overhaul. We've covered that. North Texas yeah. was very. It was like a, okay, we got new coaches, but we still have the same team yeah, pretty much. That's true. Yeah, the whole team. I mean, a lot of the team stayed. Like, yeah, Jair's no. gone and Deshaun Gaddy's gone, and we go down the list of players who are gone. Like, I'm not saying those guys don't matter. Yeah. Larry Nixon. I'm not saying they don't, they don't matter, but like, they're not getting replaced by transfers per se. And maybe they that's should true. be getting replaced by transfers, right? Maybe that's yeah. what Cal's doing, right? They're replacing the guys who transferred out with transfers. North Texas, for the most part, is replacing those guys with guys who have been in the team. If you look at receiver, 
Damon Ward, Trey, um, well, Trey Cleveland's just not transfer, but Damon Ward, um, Travian Brown, Kalen Horton, you know, Jamori Macklin are all back. Um, you lose your linebacker, you slide in Jordan Brown and, you know, Tevin Woods injured right now, but like those guys are all returning. So it's very much going to be a talent versus continuity type yeah. thing. Yeah. Because all you're right, North Texas has a new head coach and a new staff, but it feels like to me that they are they have more continuity going into this year. They know what they have more than Cal. Yeah, that's that's like, fair. That 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 is fair. Yeah, and the fifty transfers or whatever or fifty new players does seem seem crazy. Fifty. Fifty. It's an insane number. Like, I don't even think Auburn has. I think Auburn. I don't even remember what Auburn's at. They're not even that I'm trying to think of teams that have got a ton of turnover with head coaches. But yeah. So I, that's where I felt better after talking to him. I was like, all right, you're you're not as talented as Cal, right? But they don't have NFL players like they did in 2019. That's true. Like the they they, they the don't have the top end talent that's really gonna beat you. So if you're sharp, if North Texas is sharp they're going to have a puncher's chance and it comes down to how sharp Cal's offense is. Like that's yeah. really all this comes down to. If Cal comes out slinging the rock and is <laughs> getting 15 yards a pop, like, yeah, you're, you're done. But you know, a couple three and outs, give you a window, get momentum, hundred degree heat. We're right there, Colin undefeated season, drink the lemonade. Um, anything else on that? <laughs> I don't think there's anything else on that. <laughs> drink the lemonade. I thought it was Kool-Aid last week. Kool Aid, all the all the AIDS, all, all the AIDS. The AIDS. Oh, oh no! <laughs> we'll leave it in. We'll leave it in. Uh, That's funny though. I can't show this to my parents. You could have just glossed over that. No one even said a thing. I, everybody got it except you, Colin. I'm pretty sure. I mean, you didn't get it until after you said it. So, anyways, <laughs> um, so you looked up the depth charts from the scrimmage. Yeah, shout out Goldman Green, shout out JD. Um, our boys over there at the GMG doing their thing. Uh, they had the scrimmage on Saturday. This was supposed to be the scrimmage where Eric Morris got clarity over who's going to be the starting quarterback and all of the other question marks we have were going to be solved. Um, all we know, we don't know who the starting quarterback is. Nobody knows. But um, Chandler Rogers did start with the first team. Did he get the first team snaps? How he looked in those, I don't know. But I think he's continuing to get the benefit of the doubt, and that's another reason why I think he gets the starting job. He's getting the benefit of the doubt because we know what he is. We know what he can do. So yep. unless if he stunk it up or if Stone Earl lit the world on fire, I think we have a starting quarterback. Is that exciting to you that we finally – I mean, he hasn't been announced like you said, but the fact that it wasn't like a – you didn't see like a 1A, 2A type thing. Or, or didn't one see Earl out there or first. One B. Yeah. If we'd have seen Earl out there with the first team, then that would have been tough. Tough scene. It would have been concerning. Yeah. Because yeah. now again, I Stone Earl is he can make some plays. I'm not doubting him. But um I just like knowing what we have at quarterback. Just say what's on your mind. I like knowing what we have at quarterback. And He's a wildcat quarterback Rogers. last year. He was the wildcat quarterback last year. So <laughs> um Trey Cleveland, first team receiver with yep. uh, Jamori Macklin and Rod Burns. Um, not too surprising. Uh, I will say, you know, guys like Damon Ward, I think, can work their, work his way in there mm-hmm. as well. Um, Marekka Blair, second team, Earl Horton Ward, 
Conrad, Johnson a day. Is there how worried are we that Oscar Adway is not quite back to what he was? It scares me. It scares me. As an Oscar Adaway truth throw, it scares me. Not in the sense that I don't think I don't think it's gonna affect the team in a lot because yeah. we've talked about this numerous times. The talent in that running back room is top. So like if you lose Oscar, you're just giving two other guys who are equal, if not better than Oscar, an opportunity to play more snaps. Now, yeah. I thought Oscar would be one, you know, throughout his whole career here at North Texas. It ha- quite, hasn't quite panned out that way, you know, with injuries and things like that. Um, but I guess you just got to run with the healthier options. Well, the thing is, is Attaway's been getting reps in practice. I don't want to say he, like, he's he's there. Yeah, like, yeah, we, yeah. We re- I read through the scrimmage highlights from, again, Gomi Green. Shout out to them. Um, but Attaway had a rushing touchdown on mm-hmm. with the second and third unit, like with Ruder as the quarterback. So, like, there's definitely room for him in the room. But it's like, at the same time, a day and Ragsdale seem like they're yeah, locked. They're the guys, yeah. As the guys. Everybody else you kind of figure in, piece in around there. Um, you know, this also says Attaway is looking back to full form. This is this is outsiders watching the scrimmage. So if Attaway yeah. was back in full form, I think he would be – I think he's the best running back in the room. But it's yeah. just very clear he's he's not quite there yet. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Um, anything else from from the, the scrimmage notes? What's the what's what's linebacker look like right now? Who they throw in linebacker? If that's even on there, I don't know what's on there. Galea, Ross, Jordan Brown, Carson Krupp, uh, Krop, sorry, um, Walowski, mm. Ethan Weslowski. Sorry, they spelled it wrong on there. Um, Jalen Smith also getting run. So, <laughs> I it's a it's a shaky linebacker room. It's a shaky linebacker room. We'll see if Kevin Wood can get back anytime soon. Um, there are concerns. Again, the talent level of North Texas defense is not quite what you want it to be going against this yeah. Cal offense. But I think feel still feel good about the defensive line. And I feel good about Rich Tejada. And maybe I think yeah. the safeties are pretty decent too. Like Phil Hill, Will Wilson, or yeah. whoever else. Because we've only about. heard good things about them so far. So I feel, I feel good about that. Um but I think that's it. Uh the only thing we have left to do is Colin is figure out what we're gonna do for our punishment for this year for our pick'em. Yeah shave the head option is still on the table for you yeah i feel like we can do that but then i but shouldn't it be like the same punishment so then we can both dread it at the same time and be glad that like i'm glad i didn't eat the chip you know what i mean so yeah but if i'm if whatever mine is like i'm gonna be glad i don't do it either that's a good point like if it was so if i shave my head what's yours that's what i'm trying to think you could shave your head too i don't know colin i feel like i need my hair (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't like, know. I, I don't like you. But you could you could fade your beard up though. It could be a look, Bruni. It could be a look. It could be a look. It could be. I thought look. about buzzing. I thought about. I thought about getting like a buzzed with like a fade down to zero. I mean, I mean, let's. I'm. I'm I want to make this clear. Bald. I'm not making this thing buffed bald. I'm shaving it. <laughs> but it's not. It's not. It's not getting buffed out. You know what I'm saying? Why not? That's crazy. That's hilarious. That's crazy. Like I'd have to like put oil on my head. Well, that might not be healthy for your hair to go all the way down to like. Yeah. Bald, bald. I mean, I don't know. My dad's bald, so well, you'll be bald eventually. Yeah, but he's been bald since like twenty three. Mm. So, so you're you're um, doing well. Matthew McConaughey once was bald, and he grew his hair back. Yeah, like, I mean, and he buffed it, I think. All right, so Colin's shaving his head. Yeah, I'll shave my it. head. You should shave your head. I think it'd be a good look. I'm not shaving my head. It could be a look of looks, Brittany. I'll 
think about it. But let's think about something else. It can't be the chip again. I could no. jump in the pool when it's freezing cold. Jump in a that's, pool while it's light cold. work. That's light work, Colin. You just jump Hypothermia in a pool. Is, is light work? You All you're doing is shaving your you head, you cutting your hair. Be, you're getting a haircut. It's, it's affecting me for months. I can't grow this <laughs> you're, back. In like... you're, you're married. You work from home. I don't know how it affects you. What is it? Okay, well, jumping in the People do cold plunges all the time. How about, I'm gonna go into shock. I could like you're gonna go into shock. Seriously injured? Like where? Okay, where? Okay, first, tell me where you're gonna jump into a pool. I have a pool or, right outside. It's on my apartment pool, right it's there. Gonna, it's gonna be. It's gonna be open when it's freezing. I would outside. jump a fence for this. Content. You don't think they drain the pool? So it doesn't. They yeah. definitely drain the pool. They definitely drain the pool. They don't drain the pool. They definitely drain the pool. All right, let's think about something else then. Can you come up with an idea then? I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do something in cold water, it has to be like a lake. A lake. <laughs> Like, like, hey, you, you want me to you, jump you, in the you, bayou you, down here or something? You, 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 you do a Texas trip. We go to Lake Texoma and you you have to swim like 50 feet out and come back. Wait, what trip? Lake Texoma. You come here. We drive up to Lake Texoma. You just swim 50 feet and then swim 50 feet back. Hold on. Because then that's, that's, that's like something. You know, I'll be on standby. But I also have you. to make a trip up there, Colin. You're going to make a trip up here sometime. Yeah, at some point. What season ends when? You were here last time. You were here. You were here for the for the bowl game. You'll be here. Season ends January, um, December or December. Well, early December. Well, it depends on bowl game. Depends on when the bowl game is. Actually, um, you'll be here for Christmas. That's what I was thinking of. So that's what I was thinking of. Those are my ideas. Or that was my idea. Was jumping cold. Um, I'm sure I could come up with something else. Cold. Like, Wait, I think we need this crowdsource. Yeah, that's a good idea. Actually, yeah. We need a crowd. So we have so we have two bald and water. But I would prefer if it was the same thing. So like if it's equally as bad as me going bald. Okay, so you want to jump in water too? We can do that. I mean, if if that's what we decide. Yeah, but yeah, but I I just prefer doing the same thing. So then I can be like, ha, I'm glad I didn't have to do that, and you have to do it. Like I can like just all right, we'll come up with the same thing. Revel in your pain. Maybe I end up coming around to the shaving my head ideal. I don't I don't know. It could be you could just wear a hat just like that. Yeah, just bald. It's only when you take it off. Just bald. You see, it? how does this look? I can still see this. It looks good. Trip, crazy. <laughs> we'll see. We'll crowdsource. Let us know yeah, yeah, what you yeah. think. Let us know what we should do. We'll make a uh, what our punishment should be. Or we'll just we'll post like this clip as a Twitter thing. Yeah, let us know what our punishment should be for the season pick them. Last year, it was the one chip challenge for those who maybe didn't see or aren't familiar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I lost and I had to eat uh, the hottest chip ever. And it made me sick the entire day. And that it was, was so funny. Absolutely that was awful. So funny. If you haven't seen it, it's on our YouTube channel. Go <laughs> check it out. Carolina Reaper and Ghost Pepper. Ghost Pepper. Scorpion pepper. Oh, scorpion, scorpion pepper. Worse than it goes pepper. So, anyways, yeah, I went through all of that. Yeah, yeah. All good on you. That. Strong. Nothing we do. I don't think <laughs> top this. Well, that's why. I, but I want it. I don't want to top to this. I, I don't want to put anybody through that. this. I want it to be equal to that. I don't want it to be equal to this, Colin. This ruined my life. <laughs> it didn't ruin you. You're fine right now. Yeah, you now can say I went to a Mexican it. restaurant the other day. Yeah, they brought out some salsa verde, and um, I was like, you know, 
I was eating. I they I was after it was when the food came out and they brought it on like the side. I was like, all right, well, this won't be that bad. So I got the fork, you know, just to see how hot it was. Mm-hmm. Fork, you know, put a good amount in my mouth. That thing was, whoo, it was mm. hot. Mm. It was hot. I was like, I don't know where this is on the scale of like, you know, skull units, the skull, skull units. Yeah. It's got to be, I bet they got to be up there. I'm not, not in the millions or anything like that. I'm not saying that, but it's, it's I it's, remember you just reminded me. So Bruni prepping for this hot chip would send me pictures of salsa. He'd be like, prepping. And I'd look it up and it'd be like 100,000 Scoville units. I'd be like, Bruni, you understand that this is like a tenth yeah. or like a one hundredth of what uh, you're about to experience. 20, it was like 2 million. Wasn't this like 2 million? Something like that. Something this like was that. 2 million. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're not going to be ready. He's like, no, no, I got it. I got it. But I don't even think it was 100,000. I think I was doing like 50,000. Yeah, it was like jalapeno, like yeah, something low. That was I was funny. trying. Nothing was gonna work. Anyways, that the salsa I had was probably about a hundred thousand or so. That's yeah. That's I went. I went to uh, Maxim. I'll end it on this story. I went, we went to Nixon Place last night and looking through the menu. You know, ceiling tiles are stained. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like a hole in the wall little place. Scrolling through the menu here, it's like fajitas, you know, quesadillas, whatever. And then I see po' boy. I'm mm-hmm. like, what? And then below it, jambalaya. And I'm like, what? Where am I? Where? Where? What is this place? This man's in Louisiana. I got quesadillas, <laughs> but it was like only Mexican. Like it was called Rivera's. Yeah. It was like, um, it was. It's. I don't know what Salva Tex-Mex is, but that's what it said. Mm-hmm. Salva Tex-Mex. And I was like, why is there jambalaya on here? I got quesadillas. They were great. But have would... you ever gotten a burger from a Mexican restaurant? They had burgers there too, but no, I haven't. I don't think I have either. I go to a Mexican place to get Mexican food, so. right all right so we'll come up with we'll come up with something we'll come up with something um we'll have our season predictions Ooh, out on what's Friday. your least favorite food least you have to favorite. eat octopus i know <laughs> like we could... it'll be easier for me to just get oysters down here yeah but oysters i feel like you're already bred for that i've right had char grow the oysters see that doesn't see we can't do that we but I didn't love them. We, they we were okay. They were cool. That, that looks disgusting. But oysters are them. disgusting if they're not charcoal. Slurp like, them up. I'll yeah, throw like up if I, have a, if I have an oyster. Oysters. I will throw up if I have an oyster. Slurping that mucus down. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. I won't be that great. Either. Like the charcoal oyster. Charcoal. Charcoal. Like whatever. frog legs. I could do frog legs. Oh, okay. I think yeah, that's like grilled see, frog legs. See, you're crazy. I don't know. Like, what's something raw that I can They have fried frog legs down here. Yeah. Can't do that. Um, I, I still think oyster, like raw oysters. Oh, God. <laughs> that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. That That's pretty bad. I don't... Do we want the people to see me throw up, though? Like, I mean, it'll... I mean, it'll be... Oh, yeah. I don't know. It can't be one. It can't be one. It had to be, like, five. Yeah. Like you have to finish five of them. We'll see. We'll see. Y- y'all vote or y'all tell we us. Got, we got a week or so. We got oh, two weeks almost. Almost yeah. two weeks. Because this starts. this this makes this tells us how serious we have to take these pick'em. So I'm taking it very seriously. I'm not losing again, Con. That was crazy. You lost my tiebreaker. <laughs> not losing on. I'm not losing this. The worst day of my life oh, right here. That was so funny. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, we'll be back on Friday with our uh, season pick'em or season predictions, and then it's game week. 
get into game week and we'll get back to doing two podcasts a week. Well, I guess this week we're doing two podcasts a week. So already back in the rhythm of two podcasts a week. Um, we will, you know, let y'all know how the schedule goes from there. And yeah, we got our Twitter now and everything's running. So um, still going up a lot over there. So thank you all for um, y'all support over there. And yeah, leave us a five-star rating review. Leave us a like, comment, share, subscribe. And we will talk to y'all later.